Hey there, and welcome to another Coffee Break with Lance Phelps. Today, I wanted to talk about death from a Christian perspective. This is a massive topic because we as a human race center our entire lives around death. If you think about it, all of our life decisions are centered around our eventual death. It's a reality that we cannot get away from. The truth of our death informs our hopes, our dreams, our decisions that we make in the near future and in the long-term future. We get insurance around that that predicts our death and as percentages, and we are careful to plan around our death. And most of the time, sometimes we're not. But death being the eventual reality means that everyone, everyone has an explanation for death. Everyone has an explanation for what happens after death. And each one of these explanations has radically different implications for the life now that we live, but they also have radically different implications for what will, or actually not implications in this case, but actual explicit statements about what will be after we die. These statements vary between de- depending on how you view the universe, and that's one of the massive aspects of these statements. A lot of people will will say that uh, the world is such and such way, so therefore the afterlife or death must be in this way. So let's take one example, for instance, um, atheism and naturalism. The popular view of today is a form of atheistic naturalism, that is the belief that there is no God and the material realm is all there is. I remember watching Adam Ruins Everything, one episode, when he tried to explain what the afterlife, quote-unquote, would be, uh, be and, and try to help you understand that you will just cease to exist. Your experiences will stop and you will cease to exist. And he did it in a very dramatic way, but it, I sat there thinking to myself, it's interesting that you say that. Because you really don't, you can't know. And if skepticism is the thing that rules the day, then you say something for instance, the lack of experience, as being certain when it is by no means certain. And of course, they're discrediting certain evidence, but we can't get into all of that right now. Nevertheless, we are looking at this from a true perspective. If we look at it from the Christian perspective, then something comes, the the, the afterlife is completely different. First and foremost, if, an, if we look at it from an atheist or a naturalistic perspective, which is the social milieu that we find ourselves in today, then we're going to find justice being cast aside as nothingness. It's basically an illusion. Justice is nothing more than an illusion of the natural selection that we have, but it it plays no actual purpose in existence. Whereas in Christianity, you see the truth of justice right before us. And now it's extremely important because we intuitively know that justice must take place. And so we are kind of setting that intuitive knowledge on hold to be able to accept the more convenient realities convenient in, in quotes because they really are not realities at all. They're, they're falsehoods. But nevertheless, we use it to accept the atheistic realities and say, well, justice, justice is, a, is, a, is an illusion. But in the true worldview in Christianity, and uh, we can get into why it's the true worldview later, it requires a little bit more explanation. But nevertheless, in the true worldview, we see that there is justice. There's always justice. There will be justice after you die either by your sins being having already been paid for by Jesus Christ, or you will pay for your sins 
into eternity. And the measure of punishment you get, the Bible, by the way, is replete with verses declaring that after we die, then comes judgment. And that judgment is going to be measured and metered out depending on what punishment we deserve. No more, no less. We will not get injustice by being punished too much, and we will not get injustice by being punished too little. We will be punished precisely however much God requires of us. And that, and God, of course, being the measure of justice means that when we look at that, and right now we are blind in many ways, and so we do not have a full perspective on what punishment truly is and what punishment should be metered out. But when our eyes are unveiled and we see the glory of God and we are basically placed in the category of the sheep and the lambs, we will know true justice, and we won't question it even for a second. But then that that's one aspect of death. The next aspect of death for the Christian is comfort. But there are a few verses that I wanted to read before we get into that aspect of it. First off, I wanted to go ahead and read 1 Thessalonians 4.14. For ever since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, Even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So this is is, a a short and succinct passage, but it gives us so much hope. We have to realize that the Christian, through their life, lives a life of hope. We do not live a life where we believe that there is no resurrection. We do not live a life where we believe that there is no afterlife, such a hopeless existence. Nevertheless, instead, we live a life where we recognize the truth that Jesus gave us and proved, by the way, by his life, death, and resurrection. He proved that his statements are true so that we can trust and rely on them. Now, Jesus has given this, uh, this assurance that in his resurrection, we too can and will be resurrected. We will be given new bodies. We will be given a, uh, a, a new, uh, you know, uh, well, new bodies, which will be accompanied with no longer having the sin nature. We'll stand before God within utter purity, the purity that Christ has given us, and we can praise and worship God to our heart's content, which will take infinity. And it will be truly wonderful. That is what we generally call heaven. Now, the new heavens and the new earth are going to be after uh, God restores everything. He's going to restore everything to better than it was before. And we are going to live in the flesh with God forever for all eternity. Actually, Paul tells us that we are going to put on, they're going to, let me just go ahead and read it. It's 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 51 through 57. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this imperishable body, or this perishable body must be put on, must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. We as Christians are going to be raised anew, and we are going to be with the Lord as the sheep of his fold. But those who are not of the sheep we've already spoken about, they're going to go on to the judgment that they are due. Now, for the Christian, this means that life is different. We know that we can take comfort and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that we can set aside the naturalistic fallacies and foolishness that they try to foist upon us where existence just sort of ceases and the experience just stops. We know this is simply not true. The truth is that Jesus Christ, through his 
life, death, and resurrection has proven and has shown us what he will do. He will bring us back. He will take us back to him. And most importantly, death has lost its sting. Paul quotes the Old Testament and says, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For the Christian, death has lost all of its potency, all of its sting. We no longer fear death because death does not have the power of a mythology and it does not have the power of the fear of judgment. Death only means release from the sinful nature and bringing into, bringing us to after resurrection, to God, to worship him forever. And and then I want to, I want to close this, this little uh, exploration of death for the Christian perspective with this passage from Revelations. Revelations 21.4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to check out our website, divedeep.net, for more content, including blog posts, book reviews, and video content. If you like this podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out our main episodes of Dive Deep on the podcast feed and stream live on Facebook every other Thursday night at 7 p.m. That's at facebook.com slash divedeeppodcast. We hope to see you there. Soli Deo Gloria.